0: Hi, Samir and Samet here, and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2022 French Grand Prix. And once again, for the second year in a row, France provided a very interesting race. So going into this weekend, there was obviously such a shocking race last week at the Red Bull Ring, as we saw Leclerc absolutely run away with it to take a dominant win ahead of Max Verstappen, taking more points towards retaking the championship lead. Yeah, so these next few races before the summer break would prove crucial for Leclerc and Ferrari if they wanted to challenge Red Bull in both the Drivers' and Constructors' Championships. So going into FP1 now, drivers had to get used to this new Paul Ricard track with these new cars. But off the bat, we saw a bit of turbo issues for Leclerc's car in the Ferrari, but they quickly were able to solve that. But also on the other side of the garage, we saw Carlos Sainz would have to start at the back of the grid to take new engine components. So that would be pretty disappointing for him. Another person to get engine issues was also Pierre Gasly in his home race in the Alpha Tauri, but they quickly fixed that, and Gasly was able to get a really good lap in to secure P5. We, meanwhile, we saw Sergio Perez in the Red Bull spinning at turns 3 and 4, the fast right then left-handers. But in, ultimately, it looked like Ferrari were quicker than Red Bull here to at Paul Ricard just after FP1. But we also saw two new drivers stepping in. We saw Nick de in the Mercedes stepping in for seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. And then we saw Robert Kubica step in in the Alfa Romeo instead of Valtteri Bottas after this FP1 session. So in FP1... We saw Charles Leclerc top the timesheets, ahead of Max Verstappen, and then Carlos Sainz started, so it looked like Ferrari would be really quick here. Then we saw George Russell P4, a really good lap from him in the Mercedes, but also Gasly 5th, a great lap from him. And then Sergio Perez 6th, Lando Norris 7th, Alex Albon 8th in the Williams, Nick De Vries 9th, and Daniel Ricciardo 10th. So going into FP2 now, we saw the same things we saw in FP1, Ferrari looking very quick, and Verstappen was 5 tenths down on their pace, with Sainz ahead of Leclerc. We saw Hamilton also get his first running in this session, as well as Valtteri Bottas too, but this this race would be Hamilton's 300th Grand Prix in a very decorated career of his. Gasly also in his home Grand Prix, he was experiencing traffic issues and getting pretty annoyed at everyone blocking his laps. Obviously, not something you want to have, especially in qualifying here. We saw Mick Schumacher spin at turn 11, but obviously the big wide runoff of the blue and red tarmac helping to slow the car down. Those are very rough patches of concrete, which when the drivers go off, it'll slow them down. And hopefully, they won't hit the barrier. We also saw Alex Albon make a good save at turn two, but we saw multiple drivers going wide there and going over that rough curb. But in the end, it was Carlos Sainz, P1, ahead of Charles Leclerc. So Ferrari won two here, and Ferrari looking very quick, ahead of Max Verstappen, who was five tenths down behind them. Then George Russell ahead of Lewis Hamilton, fourth and fifth for Mercedes. Then came Lando Norris, sixth. Then Pierre Gasly, seventh, with Magnus in eighth, Ricardo, ninth. Then Sergio Perez down in tenth for Red Bull. Yeah so now going into FP3 then in the final session before qualifying Ferrari looked quick on Friday but this time Red Bull bounced back on Saturday and Verstappen was absolutely flying during practice even on the medium tires he was looking quick and so when he put on a set of soft tires he was even quicker. So during FP3 then we found out Carlos Sainz was confirmed for a grid penalty and that he would start at the back of the grid for the race. And not just him but also Kevin Magnussen in the Haas, both him and Sainz would start at the back of the grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. And also during FP3, we saw, we saw Charles Leclerc spin at turn 12, but luckily he just did a 360 and he was able to keep it out of the wall, which was good news for him and Ferrari, or else he would have to miss out on qualifying. And Hamilton was not happy with his one hour of running in FP2 yesterday. Um, well, he was happy about the fact that DeFries got to participate, but not happy about his car. And even after some setup changes for um Saturday, he was still not happy with the setup. And he even though he was fourth, he still didn't feel quite comfortable with the car. And Pierre Gasly was suffering from traffic yesterday, but today it was the other Alphatari of Yuki Sonoda who was complaining about traffic problems as well. So at the end of FP three then it was Max Verstappen in P one with a time of a one hundred thirty two point two, four tenths quicker than P two's man Carlos Sainz for Ferrari with a time of a one hundred thirty two point six and three tenths quicker than his teammate Charles Leclerc who was in third. Behind Leclerc came Hamilton, then Perez, Russell, Alonso, Albon once again showing impressive pace ahead of Lando Norris and then Yuki Sonoda in tenth. So now going into qualifying in Q1, we saw a bunch of drivers trying to get out really quickly and some drivers that looked strong, stronger in, in the earlier sessions, such as Mick Schumacher, Joe Guan Yu, and Lance Stroll were um all down and knocked out in Q one unfortunately for them just not being able to convert that pace into um into qualifying. But also a big shocker was Pierre Gasly in his home race, the Alpha Tower just not hooked up with him and um it was very disappointing for him to see. But right at the ends we saw the Hasses, Schumacher and Magnussen improve at the last runs while Albon spun at turn eight. But however, the stewards went and looked back at the footage and they found that Mick Schumacher and Daniel Ricciardo had gone wide and they had their lap times deleted. However, Ricciardo's was fast enough to get through, but Mick Schumacher's wasn't, so he was out. So in the end, it was Latifi 20th, Schumacher 19th, disappointing for him, then Joe Guanyu 18th, Lance Stroll 17th, and Pierre Gasly disappointing down in p 16 So going into Q2 now, we saw more shocks in Q2, Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin, really disappointing for him as he ended up in 14th after not being able to improve. The Mercedes were down there initially, it looked like they maybe almost were going to have a shock or not get through, but in the end they improved at the last run. Magnussen also went through, but he would start at the back. And one thing also that Ferrari did, they brought signs up, they wanted to get him through to Q3 so that they could give Leclerc a toe advantage in Q3 so that Leclerc could have a better chance of getting pole. But in the end, it was Albon P15, disappointing for him. Vettel 14th, Bottas 13th, Ocon 12th, but another big shock, Daniel Ricciardo out in 11th place. It was disappointing for him, just not being able to get it right in the few of the corners there. So finally, going into Q3 now. The drivers went out to set their first lap times and it was Leclerc that went fastest with the toe. But Verstappen was just 8 thousandths behind him without a toe. So it looked like Verstappen had really better pace than the Ferraris because he was able to get so close without a toe. Mercedes, however, were found after the first runs they were 8 tenths off Ferrari and Red Bull, which was pretty disappointing for them because they thought they would be a lot closer going into this weekend after bringing upgrades here and there throughout the season so far. That was just not to be. Science obviously was doing a really good job for his team by giving Leclerc that toe. And so as the drivers went out for their second runs, Leclerc started improving really quickly. And he found really mega pace through the first sector and then through the second sector science gave him that slipstream to get Leclerc even more while Verstappen in the red bull wasn't able to improve. So that was disappointing for him as Leclerc extended his advantage by three tenths of his previous lap and Verstappen couldn't beat him then. And so it was Leclerc on pole position with Verstappen P2, and Sergio Perez P3, that was good for him in the other Red Bull to be up there with the two title protagonists. Then came Lewis Hamilton P4, so in the end he was still able to get behind the Red Bulls but he was way behind them, almost 7 tenths off them. Then came Lando Norris, P5, a great lap from him in the McLaren, splitting the two Mercedes because George Russell was 6. Then came Alonso, 7th, Sonoda, 8th, Carlos Sainz, 9th, after not having any um well, well runs, and then Kevin Magnussen, 10th. Obviously, Sainz wasn't able to get any like official times in because he was just giving Leclerc and his a toe. Yeah, so now moving on to the race and the main part of the weekend, there was many things to look forward. For example, Ferrari looking like the quicker car, but only having one man at the front. And it would be interesting to see how Sainz would be able to charge back through the field. And Red Bull looking like the second quickest car, but two of their drivers up at the front. And last year we saw it was more about a race of strategy because of the high tire degradation and it looked like it was going to be the same this year too because of the hot, hot track temperatures. It looked like it was going to be another race of strategy so at lights out we saw Leclerc get a good start and Verstappen also with a pretty even start but Leclerc starting from pole um he got the advantage and Verstappen had to tuck in behind Leclerc on the um semi-long run down into turn one then we saw Verstappen trying to challenge Leclerc but Leclerc kept the lead into turns one and two and Hamilton got ahead of Perez and we saw Alonso also trying to get past Russell and Norris and out of turn two he was able to get past Russell and Norris so towards turn three it was Leclerc from Verstappen then Hamilton and Perez and Alonso who were the top five And on towards the back straight we saw Lando Norris getting held up by the Alpha Tower of Yuki Tsunoda So that allowed Daniel Ricciardo to start challenging him as well, but Ricciardo couldn't find a way his way past So a couple of laps later then, or on the same opening lap, we saw Yuki Tsunoda at the chicane, at the end of the long straight, get spun around by Esteban Ocon, Ocon who was sending it to the inside, trying to get past Lando Norris, he had to get on the brakes a little bit early, and that allowed Tsunoda to come around the outside, but Ocon had to correct a bit of oversteer and he slammed into the side of the Alpha Tauri and the Alpha Tauri spun round and Ocon received a five second penalty so definitely not the opening lap there Esteban Ocon wanted in his home grand prix as well as his team's home grand prix so moving on to lap six then we saw Max Verstappen challenging Charles Leclerc at Le Bosse. he was trying to go around the outside but Leclerc kept the inside line and he was able to maintain his lead then, on 10 laps later, on lap 16, Verstappen, after not being able to catch Leclerc, he um, pulled the trigger first and decided to go in, and he pitted for the hard tires. Two laps later, then, when Leclerc was trying to get pa- um, trying to overcut um, Max Verstappen or stay ahead, Verstappen was also pushing, and Leclerc was also pushing, and he might have pushed a little bit too hard, because at Lebose, Leclerc spun out and hit the wall, and he crashed out. And that was just a very controversial moment in the title fight because Leclerc now, after looking like an easy win for him because of Ferrari's um, mega race pace, he threw it away and crashed at Le Bose and 25 points lost against his championship rival, Max Verstappen. So once again, Charles Leclerc proving that he is mistake-prone and moving and showing that he needs a little bit of learning to do if he really wants to take the fight to Max Verstappen. And that's one of the um few things I've observed about Max Verstappen this season. He is driving like a world champion this season. So far, he hasn't really put a foot wrong other than the time he spun in Spain. But then again, he still won the race after that. And Bahrain and Australia were mechanical issues and he would have gotten podiums if it weren't for them so he really has turned up his form max verstappen and if he goes on to win the title this year then i would say it's a pretty deserved title because ferrari at the moment aren't showing that they can win a title so after Leclerc crashed out that brought out the safety car and a lot of people dived into the pits including carlos sainz and when Sainz was released from his pit box, he got an unsafe release because he nearly crashed into the Williams, and that earned him a five-second time penalty. But Science had um, put on the hard tires too, so at lap twenty, then the safety car went in, and then it re- the race restarted. It was Hamilton, it was Verstappen from Hamilton, then Perez, then Russell, who were the top four. So then on lap 22 we saw Carlos Sainz who after pitting was trying to make his way back up the field And he was able to get past Fernando Alonso and chase after George Russell eight laps later Sainz overtook george russell at seam corner he went right around the outside of the mercedes after like a it was a brilliant move from Carlos science russell um thought he could keep it um he could hang out in there on the inside line but science um forced his way around the outside and got past the mercedes lap 42 then it was Sergio Perez vs Carlos Sainz Sainz tried to go around the outside of Perez at seam corner like he did to Russell but Perez kept his foot in and towards Lebose then they were wheel to wheel but Perez stayed ahead and towards the penultimate corner we saw Ferrari were telling Sainz to get it to dive into the pit lane It's not it's like they weren't even looking at the action that was going on because Sainz into the final corner he hung it round the outside and sent it to the inside of Perez and they were wheel to wheel down the um, main straight but Sainz had the DRS and he was able to get past Sergio Perez into turn 1 but Ferrari once again showing that they're absolute clowns when they're coming when it comes to racing because they were they were not even looking at the action and trying to tell Sainz to uh, go into the pit lane when he was fighting Sergio Perez for an important move so Ferrari really need to get their stuff together if they're going to win this championship. So after uh, uh after Sainz was able to get past Perez lap 42 then russell was now on the back of sergio perez and into the chicane at the end of the first straight uh, russell sent it to the inside of sergio perez when perez had moved to the inside russell still moved even more to the inside and tried to dive down the inside and him and sergio perez came together and perez had to go off the track and russell was very furious about that on the radio he kept telling the team like trying to show his knowledge about the rules saying that he, was, um, he deserved to get the place back and that Perez was, um, had to, was obliged to give the place back to him. But Mercedes kept telling him to keep calm and that he'll eventually get past Perez. Even Toto Wolff came on the radio a couple of times to tell George Russell to keep his head down yeah george obviously showing how much he knew about the rules he was really complaining on the radio saying like he needed to be ahead of perez because it was front tire to rear tire and russell was ahead based on the new rules they had passed which meant that if you were um if you had your front tires ahead of the driver in front rear tires then you also have a right to that corner which means the driver has to give you space and russell was obviously furious that the stewards weren't enforcing those rules but then Toto wolf came on the radio and told him he just should get his head down and not worry about that yeah so and then lap 43 science after not being able to catch after the rest of the people um they ferrari brought science in for hard tires and that was another questionable strategy because science was running in p3 before they brought him in and I think they just threw away a podium at that moment. They brought him in for the hard tires, so there was a lot of question marks as to why they did, but uh, one thing's for certain is that science lost the podium for that. And just 6 laps later on lap 49, we saw Joe Yu have a mechanical failure, and he parked at the end of seam corner, and that brought out the VSC, not the full safety car, because Joe Yu had parked right near one of the Marshall outposts so they were able to just wheel the car out of the racetrack. And then on lap 50 then, right when the safety car, um, when the virtual safety car ended, we saw George Russell get past Sergio Perez. He caught Perez napping and Russell into the final corner had got past Perez. And now after the race, Perez was saying that there was some delayed message on the safety car and some issues that um prevented Perez from knowing the correct time of when the safety car was able, was when the safety car was going to end. So russell was right um was right all over the rear of sergio perez when it ended because right when russell was going he was already at full throttle when perez was just lighting up the rear tires when trying to go so while russell was going perez was also breaking so there was a lot of confusion about that but and in the end george russell was able to get past sergio perez and up into third So at the end of this race then, it was Max Verstappen who was in control of this race after Charles Leclerc crashed out. He took another win and he won the French Grand Prix for the second time in two years and took 25 more points over his championship rival Charles Leclerc. Lewis Hamilton came home in second place and it was a double podium for Mercedes, their first double podium of the year with George Russell in 3rd just holding off, Sergio Perez in 4th, then Carlos Sainz from the back of the grid came home to finish in P5, ahead of Fernando Alonso in 6th for Alpine, then Lando Norris in 7th, Ocon in 8th, Daniel Ricciardo in ninth, and then Lance Stroll barely held on to 10th place after after he and Sebastian Vettel were fighting at the final corner, and it looked like Lance Stroll just brake tested Vettel right at the last corner, and stayed ahead of that his teammate and was able to come home with the final points paying position so that was another very interesting moment between the two Aston Martins because it looked like Vettel was gonna get past Stroll by hitting him with a switchback and then a drag race to the line but um Stroll just completely jerked his steering wheel to the right of the track to block off his teammate so that's that made the, that would make the debrief at Aston Martin very interesting indeed but in the end they did come home with a points finish so thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast and be sure to join us next time when we take a look at the 2022 Hungarian Grand Prix thank you